Hello there, welcome back to another episode of On The Tail Podcast, where everything is on the table and nothing is off limits. So, um, now it is 9.01am on Friday, August 19th, 2022. Uh, the story just came out. Uh, so, okay, maybe it didn't just come out, but... Uh, I just get notified of the story. Um, so, I came out yesterday. Not sure why they're just not posting it, but you know, whatever. Alright, uh, and it is Justice Department said three men charging Whitey Bulger's killing. Uh, so, this from the base of Boston Associated, Boston Associated Press and uh, my local news is not just covering it for whatever reason. Uh, three men, including a mafia hitman, have been charged with killing notorious Boston crime boss James Whitey Bulger in a West Virginia prison. The Justice Department announced the charges against Vitoyas, Freddie Gius, Paul G. Del Caligro, and Sean McKinnon on Thursday. The charges against come nearly four years after Bulger's killing, which raised questions about why the known snitch was placed in the general population instead of more protective housing. The men were charged with conspiracy to commit first-degree murder. Bulger was beaten to death at USP Hazleton in October 2018, hours after he was transferred from a prison in Florida, where he had been serving a life sentence for 11 murders and other crimes. Prosecutors allege that Bulger was struck in the head by Gaius and DiCalegro multiple times, which causes death. Gaius and DiCalegro were also charged with aiding and abetting first-degree murder and assault resulting in serious bodily injury. Prosecutors also charged Gaius with murder by a federal inmate serving life sentence. The Justice Department charged McKinnon with making false statements to a federal agent. Shortly after Bulger's death, Gaius and DiCalegro Caligaro were identified as the suspects, but were never charged until now, the investigation dragging on for years. According to family, family member, a family member, sorry, just woke up like 10 minutes prior to that, not, not even, uh, really like 5 minutes ago really. Uh, according to family, family members, the Boston Globe reported that the two were placed in a solitary confinement throughout the investigation. Gaius is currently in Hazleton Prison, and DiCalegro is currently at another federal prison facility. McKinnon was arrested in Florida Thursday. Okay, so we got a whole lot, a lot of details on, on, on what um, he lied about. I'm sure that you know it'll come out later, but that's that I find interesting. Um, so, I remember hearing about, about this in 2018, um, but I, mean, I don't know much about it because a lot has happened since then, uh, such as the last couple weeks, but you know, it is interesting that it took this year this long for them to, you know, figure out who did it, you know, in a prison. So, they got kind of soak in for a second. Um, not enough scared cameras? I don't know. Uh, anyway, uh, so a couple of other articles here. Um, uh, and they're going to be uh, from CBS 6 News Richmond. Uh, this is going to be, uh, let's see, which 
because we want to read first. All right, let's let's read this one. Um, he posted the other day. Uh, yesterday, I looked at him as it posted. Uh, let's see, because I actually notified as it posted. Mm. Yeah, and they posted August eighteenth um, by Melissa Hippolyte. Hippol- Again, I do apologize if if I like I know in the last article I mispronounced so many names. Okay, two three names, so many times. I do apologize about that. Alright, and do apologize you can hear if I mispronounce any names. This is by Melissa Hippolyte, uh, posted at 5.49pm, August 18th, 2022, also known as EST, Athletics of Virginia, uh, Richmond, VA. See, all those students across the state of Virginia have improved their standards of learning, SOL, scores in most subjects during their first year in person since the pandemic. Student SOL scores in Richmond dropped dramatically in history, science, and writing. These new numbers were released by the Virginia Department of Education on Thursday. Uh, just around a third of Richmond students passed the SOL in each of the subjects in the 2021-2022 school year. Compare that to the 2020-2021 school year when 59% of students in Richmond passed history, 55 passed writing, and 46% passed the science SOL. Student scores statewide in writing also dropped from a 69% pass rate. 65%. On the 7th grade math SOL, data shows that zero RPS students passed the SOL and just 13% of students in Petersburg passed it. Compare that to Chesterfield, where 83% of 7th graders passed a math SOL this past school year. Richmond Superintendent Jason Cameras blamed the scores on COVID-19. We are seeing is the impact of the pandemic. I think we need to remember this was a once-in-a-century experience for our kids who were out of school for a long time, Cameron said. School board member Jonathan Young, 4th District, said he spent the day analyzing the numbers and sent us the following statement. This is what failure looks like. But to be clear, this is a failure by adults, not students. This is a failure by every adult that contended that remote learning was a worthy substitute for in-person. I voted not once, not twice, but three times to resume in-person instruction, but instead RPS locked the schoolhouse doors for a year and a half. I then pushed hard for an alternate schedule, including a year-round calendar and more instructional days to catch up, but instead we adopted a business as usual. This is what happens to our kids when adults fail. It should be noted that SOL tests results for 2020 and 2021 reflect a reduced student participation in state assessments due to COVID-19 and other pandemic-related factors. Variations on participation rates and learning conditions should be considered when reviewing 2020-2021 assessment data. Alright, so what I find interesting is how it's only Richmond seems to have pretty much uh, Richmond have dropped and then oh, where was it? Uh, so I'm trying, I'm trying to see. Yeah, on the seventh grade at the SOL, data shows that zero RPS students pass the SOL. Now, it's been a while since so I've been in school. Alright, but I remember when my little sister was going through school. Uh, I think she was going to. I can't remember which school it was. Uh, I can't remember it was private or public. I think it was a public school, I can't remember. But uh, they had like, a weird way of doing math. Uh, so. If you change up the way people are doing math, I mean, and, and I don't think it's a failure on the student's part. I mean, partially because it is the responsibility to study and all that stuff. Um, 
because I was terrible at studying. Not saying that. Not saying I was great at school or anything. I was terrible at school. I mean, I just wanted to do school. Um, but you know, it, it. What? Why is? But why are other places doing so good? Be at Richmond, it is doing terrible. If it was, and I'm sure COVID is a factor of it. But my thing is what I'm thinking, and this is just just. I'm just blindly thinking here because again, I don't, I haven't investigated anything. I haven't time to investigate anything, but I haven't investigated you know, any of it. Um, by that, I mean like going out and actually spoken to the parents and the teachers and the and the students um, to kind of get a feel for what they think the reason is. But I mean, if you notice, some areas are doing a lot better. Some areas are, are doing worse. And again, I'm thinking it's a COVID-related thing because obviously, you know, they're taken out of the norm. It, it is a once in like a, a, a centered thing. It's like once in a lifetime, once in two lifetime, three lifetimes, whatever you can call it. Um, well, you know, because it's, it's, it's once in several lifetime thing. So, you know, whether they had to be taken out of school, but. My thing is, since other places were doing well, how did they handle returning? You know what I mean? I think it, I mean, it is a failure in the adults, more so than the kids. Yes, obviously failing the kids as well. But also, what do the parents do different in one area that did poorly versus another area that did really well? Or even, you know, mediocrely well. Because um, I don't think any place is going to be like everybody's passing you know, hundred percent, um, really ever, especially after I was asking to be lesser. Um, but yeah, so I, mean, I don't think any anybody has been getting over eighty five, ninety percent uh, until probably next year, because again, we are just coming off the whole COVID thing. Um, so I guess technically this year because we're actually starting twenty twenty two, twenty twenty three, uh, school season, but. You know, like it says here, Chesterfield, 83% of seventh graders passed the math as well in the past school year. But Richmond, zero. So, not zero percent, just zero students. So, that basically wonder why. You know, what did they do differently? I mean, was it the fact that they opened up the school sooner? Did that make a... 80% difference. I mean, I'm sure it made at least a 20-30% a difference. But then also, like, how did their teachers handle it? And also, I'm wondering, like, is it... Because I know I keep seeing on... Because I'm a in Virginia. Uh, I live in the greater community. It's a massive area. Uh, but I mean, and I keep seeing these... Whenever it was family on TV, I see, I see it almost all the time, is they're pushing for students. There's a big, big, not students, they're pushing for teachers. There's a big lack of teachers, um, yeah, as there is everything else. So there's a teacher shortage, there's bus driver shortage, you know, yada, yada, yada. Um, so I'm wondering, is does that also play a, a, a part in it, where they just didn't have maybe, you know, Richmond public schools, because Richmond is kind of a more condensed area, so you'd have more kids to a school than... Uh, let's say Chesterfield or Henrico. Um, it is could that be one of the main reasons? Is because they're not getting the individualized attention. Like if you know 
like you like the teachers might not have enough time to get around to helping every student in the class that day, not because they don't want to, but because there's so many students overwhelmed. Uh, is that is that what's going on? I mean, so so we'll see next year. Hopefully, we can get you know, a, a good amount of teachers in. Um, I cannot cut it as a teacher. I'm not doing school as a kid. I don't think I would like. Um, Teaching it, I'm not very good at words anyway. Uh, so, yeah, that makes a terrible teacher. But I don't think that might be one of the reasons. I think it's more than just COVID. Now, again, I'm sure COVID was a big reason to it, was a big effect, at least in the beginning. But SOL is about the end of the year. Um, so they were in school in person, if not, you know, Every day, alternating you know, a couple times a, a week, so there was plenty of time for them to you know get to where they went, so they wouldn't be so low, especially with the uh, zero passing math. Zero again, not zero percent. Zero students, period. Why zero students? Not zero percent, which is pretty much zero percent. I'm not good at math, so I'd probably be one of the RPS students that didn't pass math as well. But does that mean that zero students is less than zero percent? Hmm. Anyway. Um. Yeah, because I mean, which I'm not going to lie, well, it's not great. That uh, fifty nine percent past history, fifty five past strategy, and forty six past science. Um, I think those are good numbers for, for people co- coming back. Um, now zero percent math that that that's bad. But then again, is everybody learning the same math? Did they just switch up the way they learn math? Did they throw in more math? Like like what what are the the, the factors there? All right, now the next one. Let's find an article for today. Tonight's students show improvement, but still below most state averages and SOLs. Tonight's County, Virginia. Tonight's students showed across the board. Oh, by the way, this was posted the same day by Tonight's citizen at 4:45 p.m. Uh, August 18, 2022. Tonight's students showed across the board improvement on Virginia standards of learning and other assessment exams during the 21 to 22 school year, but their overall proficiency levels remained below the state averages in reading, writing, math, and history, and were even in science, according to new data released August 18th by the Virginia Department of Education. Overall, among the 29 individual grade or course level SOL tests administered in those five academic subjects, Enrico students had higher pass rates than their peers statewide on only three of them. Earth, Science, World History, 2, and Virginia Studies. They were even on four others, 5th grade and, and, of course, high school reading, Algebra 2, and 5th grade Science. And then I click here, keep reading on. Then regular citizen, which is interesting. Um, okay, regular citizen... Uh, might be where we actually passes. Okay. Uh, 
Okay, here we are. Uh, statewide, students made gains in most subjects, but overall, achievement levels were still below pre-pandemic levels. In a press release, Virginia Department of Education officials and the state's two highest-ranking education officials attributed that in part to the continued continuing impact of prolonged school closures on student learning. Virginia Superintendent of Public Instruction Ju Julian Below blamed what VDOE, VDOE officials termed the less rigorous proficiency standards adopted by the state's Board of Education during the 2021 school year. Had the board retained the pre-pandemic level of rigor on the reading SOLs, we would be looking at less recovery in reading, Below said, predicting that the path back to pre-pandemic achievement levels would be a multi-year effort. The first step in addressing the learning loss our students have experienced is to dive into the SOL data at the state, division, and school levels and identify the instructional supports and interventions students require individually and the aggregate to get back on track to grade level proficiency. This is especially critical for our youngest learners who have spent more than a third of their early elementary years without the benefit of in-person instruction. Secretary of Education Amy Cadera expressed similar sentiments, saying that the closure of schools during the COVID-19 pandemic ex exacerbated downward trends and achievement that began several years before COVID-19. Moving forward, we must restore a culture of high expectations for every child in every school in the Commonwealth. This includes working with the Board of Education to raise standards, increase transparency, and create an accountability system that drives improvement and sets grade level achievement as a goal for every child. Assessment data will factor heavily in next month's release of school accreditation information, which measures the ability of a school to meet various standards of education. In Henrico, 70% of students pass English reading SOL, an improvement of 7% from last year's results, but still below the state average of 73%. Henrico students who showed significant Henrico students showed significant improvement on the math SOLs, with pass rates jumping from 48% in 20 to 21 to 61% last year. But the statewide average also jumped from 54% to 66%. Only 61% of Henrico students passed the writing SOLs compared with 65% of students statewide. And in the history SOLs, Henrico students passed 64% of the time compared with the statewide average of 66%. Most school divisions use local writing and history assessments the previous year, so the VDOE did not report statewide results for those two tests last year. On the science SOLs, Henrico students matched the statewide pass rate of 65%, after having been just below the state average last year, 59-58%. Overall, economically disadvantaged students in the county passed SOL exams at rates that were between 16% and 21% lower than counterparts in Henrico. The figures were similar for Black and Hispanic students in the county who demonstrated lower achievement levels than their Asian and white counterparts. Asian students in Rico passed all five tests at rates between 89% and 91%, while white students did so at rates between 75% and 84%. Among Hispanic students, those rates were between 46% and 57%, while among black students, the rates were between 39% and 53%. I want to stop right there. Um, so let me read. I get, get those three. But... Um, 
So I, I'm just going to leave it on this. We're about to run out of time anyways. I'm going to leave it on, on my opinion education and how I think it should work. So for elementary school, you should get, you know, you should get classes in the basics of everything. Reading, math, writing, history, science, whatever, right? All of it. But then once you enter middle school, that's when you kind of kind of try to pinpoint what you want to do with your life. Like what career do you want to have? Like you sit down with the with, with career counselor or whatever, um, or, or counselor or whatever, and somebody, um, and you decide what you what you want to do with your life at that point in time. Now, of course, you can change it any at any point in time. But you decide this is what I'm going to do with my life. Like if I want to open up my own business, I want to become a janitor. I want to become a truck driver. I want to you know, go in the military. I want to be a doctor. I want to do. You know, whatever it is you want to do. Um, I'm looking for a sponsor. I want to do, you know, whatever it is. They then give, they, then they put you in the system and then you only take the classes you need for that. Like you only want to know what you need to know for that. Because, of course, they'll all be pretty broken down. And that's what you study until either you become that or you change your mind. You're like, you know, I, I, I want to do something else. And if you already take some classes for that, then that accounts to like let's say you go from i want to be a janitor to i want to be a doctor um you know or truck driver or whatever uh, you change from one to the other if you are taking you new know, classes that are in both or required for both then you, you don't have to take them obviously right and of course you can take other classes as extracurricular if, if you want to because see I, I think that we're just cramming too much I mean, I mean, there's so much information that is unused. Because I, I can't tell you how much stuff I learned that I've honestly forgotten since then. Uh, that I have not once ever needed to know. I mean, cool to know, but I have not once ever needed to know it. Like, it's never come up in a store and it said, Hey, who was the 13th president of the United States of America? If you can't say it, you can buy these groceries. If you can't, Sorry, you know what I mean? It's like there's, there really hasn't been any use for a lot of the stuff. Like over 90% of the stuff I learned in school, I have not needed to use. I mean, maybe I'll try to answer a game trick question. <laughs> you know, I'll sit living with my family watching it. But other than that, it's like in my day-to-day life, I have not once needed to. And, and everybody I speak with that, that I ask... That question of they they also say they had they have not needed to use most of it. So I think we're putting way too much I and mean, then it just goes on way too long. So I feel like if we were to break it down, okay, here's what you need to know, then they can start taking it. And then I feel like you can then also cut it because there's not as much to learn. It'll take them less time to learn it and then they can get on with their lives. You know what I mean? And if they want to go back and, you know, they want to take, you know, let's say they don't need history, but they want to take history, they can take history. Um, I think every place would need math, so you should at least learn the basic math. Um, but that's why I learned the basics. Um, but then, you know, if they want to take algebra, then they take algebra. You know, we have to make that, that is. Um, so, so they can take whatever they want, but it's whatever they want to learn. I feel like that also get 
people more excited to learn. Okay, this is what I'm actually going to use in my day-to-day life or have the potential for actually using. Not There's no way I'm going to use 90% of this crap when I get out of here. Which I knew that I wasn't going to learn 90% of the crap when I was done. And I'm like, I'm not going to use it in my day-to-day life. Why am I even sitting here studying this crap? I mean, don't get me wrong. It's really cool to know the history and to learn about and read about the history. But I feel like that should not be forced upon people to learn. Like, hey, you have to learn this um, in order to, to, to pass. The information you're never going to use unless you go down a path that, that requires this information. In that case, you can just crack a book and study it. But it's like it's just so much time, so much money, so much effort. Um, I get that kids are sponges and all that, but uh, their minds are sponges. But it's like you can still learn things as an adult. You know what I mean? There's nothing stopping you from learning things as an adult or as an old, old person. You know what I mean? So that's the way education in my mind should work. I'm not saying because I don't like school. I'm saying because it makes a lot more sense. If you stop and think about it, it's like, why are we making them learn all this stuff they're not going to learn? They're not going to use in their day-to-day life. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people will, will want the same career from the time they're middle school to the time they're an adult. But if they got to learn all this stuff, and then they got to take, you know, four years of medical school. I mean, if they could take the four years of medical school a bit early... Because they've taken all the courses they need to get to medical school. And maybe they got to be 18 before they can take the four years of medical school. But, you know, if they can like, do that and then do like, an internship, you know, at a hospital, at, you know, a doctor's office or, or whatever. You know, I mean, the, the society just needs to be broken down a lot better and kind of define, not broken down and divided, but. Like individually, career-wise, just education-wise, it just needs to be revamped. I guess is my best way of saying it. Um, but yeah, so there you go. There's episode. Let me know your 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 thoughts. Um, you can tweet us at on the tail podcast or on the tail podcast one rather over on Twitter. Uh, you can find our YouTube uh, channel, which we're going to be doing the live streams. But I've been busy every Wednesday, unfortunately. Um, so yeah. Um, there there's episodes. Stay tuned. Stay awesome. And as always, we will catch you there. Thank you all so much for listening in.